Hi guys, welcome to episode nine of season four. Today we're talking all about seven things that you can make better if you make it yourself. I'm excited about this episode and next episode because next episode, I'm going to give you eight more things that I think you can make better if you make them yourself. So fun topic. Um, before we start, I do want to tell you one thing that after I ended the last episode, I thought, you know, it's really something else I should have pointed out that in the end, no matter what strategy you take to motivate or encourage your family to help in the kitchen, in the end, it matters so much what attitude you are modeling for them. I mean, you know, there's a saying that kids learn what they live, right? So if they see you having joy in the kitchen, even when things are a little hard or even when you mess up the recipe, um, then they learn to behave the same way. That's just the way it works. And it's also the same with even adults and your spouse. Like if they see you having joy in the kitchen, they're more likely to come alongside and help, right? I will have to say, I missed the boat on this when my kids were little and very sad to say. Um, they were more like middle school age when I really realized and was convicted that I really had a negativity problem. And the rest of my life, ever since then, I have been working at it. I still fail pretty much daily, but um, I was always a glass half empty kind of girl. And that's just my natural outlook, the natural attitude I had. And when I was in the kitchen, when something didn't go wrong, that was absolutely what I was focusing on. So I'm not proud to say that, but I share that to tell you it absolutely can change. If you are like I was, trust me, you can one day at a time, one meal at a time, hold your thoughts captive and truly turn around your attitude. In fact, episode, I think it'll be episode 12. In a future episode in this season, we're going to dive into that very topic about how to change your attitude if it needs to be, or how to have a better positive outlook and attitude towards real food and meal prep, because it's something that I really had to work at. And I think I have some tips and encouragement that you will enjoy when we get to that. Okay. Our sponsor today is True Leaf Market. Love them. And I wanted to fill you in on what's going on with my cover crops that I got from True Leaf. I told you I'd update you a little bit with each episode during the rest of this season. So I ordered my cover crops probably about a month ago. I don't know. Um, and in order to decide what to order, I went to True Leaf site. They have a fantastic, totally free really in-depth, I think it might be like 80 pages or something, guide to cover crops. It gives you all kinds of information, stuff I hadn't known, and great breakdown of all the options of different cover crops you can plant, what to plant them for, and why. So I will leave a link to that at my page, solelyrested.com slash seeds, and in the show notes as well. But if you go over to solelyrested.com slash seeds, there's the promotion code there, the special offer, and all the links that you could imagine and want to take advantage of. Um, I chose red clover 
lots of different reasons. The main reason I had to narrow it down to something that was a really good nitrogen fixer and was going to put a good amount of nitrogen back into my soil because my soil test had shown me that I had exorbitant amounts of phosphorus. I was doing all the right things I thought by adding compost, by adding manure, by allowing the chickens and the ducks to be in the garden last fall and adding their poo all day long. Like all of that should be really good for a garden. But what I didn't know, because I hadn't done a soil test and now I definitely know better. Soil testing is so helpful, guys. I didn't know I already had high amounts of phosphorus and I did all those things and they went insane. My plants literally were starving. They weren't able to grow because nitrogen does this weird thing to plants that the roots cannot take in the other nutrients that they need because the roots get stunted by this nitrogen burn, phosphorus burn, sorry. It was the phosphorus I was too high in. So red clover puts a ton of nitrogen back into the soil, which is the ingredient that was really suffering because of my high levels of phosphorus. Um, but true leaf also has a fantastic, uh, what I don't even know what they call it, but it's like an all around great cover crop for any deficiency that you might have in your soil. This cover crop has different seeds in it that will be like the best thing for your soil. So if you don't even know what you need, trust me, there's a cover crop for that too. <laughs> so go over to solelyrested.com slash seeds. There I will link that cover crop special mix I'm talking about and the special resource to help you understand more about cover crops. So there you have it. Okay. Um, so there's eight things today. Funny enough, the reason I chose the number eight was when I was breaking down this season in my notes and kind of laying out the topics, this was going to be the eighth episode, but that kind of got thrown off because I wound up adding something else in. So I'm going to stick with eight though, because this is my list that I have prepared. So this is um, eight different things that surprisingly are not hard to make and that you can make in a way that it will make things more convenient in the kitchen, even though they're homemade. Crazy, right? You wouldn't believe it in today's world that something homemade could be as convenient as something prepared in a boxed mix, but it can be, trust me. All the marketers don't want you to know that because then they can't sell you their boxed mix, right? So by the way, if you're watching, if you're not watching on YouTube, if you hear the crackling, that's just the fire behind me. I added a log before we started and I sat down and started recording. I thought, oh, so many of you will tell me like on Instagram when you see my fire, oh, I wish I could sit down and have a cup of tea with you. Well, we're doing it. We're sitting in front of the fire with a cup of tea and chatting. Um, the first thing on the list, it's perfect for this kind of weather. I actually thought about getting a cup of it instead of what I have, but hot chocolate. Now for years, I have been making hot chocolate with the recipe that I share in Sweet Maple in my book. It's really simple. You just heat up your milk and you add your cocoa and you add your maple syrup. You have delicious hot chocolate. But a couple of things. One is I wanted it to be as convenient as it could be. So I wanted it to be a dry mix. It took me a long time to come up with one. And two, I didn't want cocoa anymore because I had read a lot about cacao powder and I knew I wanted to do this with cacao powder. So I came up with the mix that to me is perfection. Um, that's a great thing about any of these recipes I'm gonna share with you. 
when they're made from scratch, it is so easy to alter it a little here, play with it a little bit there until you get it exactly the way you or your family loves it. Or maybe you have six members in your family and two of you like it a certain way and four of you like it another way. Guess what? You can make it both ways and store it in your pantry both ways. So um, I'm going to share with you. Well, you know what? I'm not going to give you the whole breakdown of the recipe because it has a lot of ingredients. I'm going to leave that link in the show notes, or you can simply search hot chocolate at solelyrested.com. But what I wanted to explain to you was my recipe has things in it that it doesn't need per se, but I really started last spring looking into botanicals, mainly when I was making my teas. And I was thinking about these great ingredients that have so many benefits. Like when you, when, so many things you can forage for in nature, like, in fact, the red clover that I planted as my cover crop, one reason I chose it also, not only is it great for the bees as well, but I knew, ooh, if for some reason I don't do what I plan in the spring and I don't use this bed as a garden, I could forage all of that red clover and I would love it for making teas because red clover has a lot of medicinal benefits. So many things that you can find in nature have amazing medicinal benefits. It's the way God made it. God like intended for us to be able to go out in nature, gather up some botanicals and use them for our health benefits. It only makes sense. So the more I was learning about some of these different botanicals, I thought, can I put them in my hot chocolate? Especially a couple of them that I knew were really good for me, but I wasn't good about remembering to use it during the day to like add it to my oatmeal or put some in my smoothie. Like I just didn't think about it. So I thought, ooh, if I put it in my hot chocolate mix, maybe I'm gonna get half the daily dose of that botanical, or maybe even a whole, depending on how many cups of hot chocolate I have that day. <laughs> so I wound up along with my cacao powder and I used um, coconut milk powder. So this could be a dry mix and I can just add hot water. It was important to me that I make it so if I want it quick and easy, just add some hot water out of my instant hot water pot. And I am good to go with my amazing cup of hot chocolate. I can sit down and watch a movie with Bill with literally 20 seconds notice. I can get my hot chocolate. Like things like this are important, right? But I also knew I'd want to really make it creamy and extra delicious sometimes. And of course I do also make it with warm milk. This recipe is great both ways. Um, so along with coconut, milk powder and the cacao and some cinnamon. Then I started testing out different botanicals, different amounts of them, what kinds I wanted to try. Um, I think the final recipe has ashwagandha in it, which is a great herb for pain relief and inflammation. And it even helps, helps our bodies manage stress, which in today's world, not a bad thing to have a simple botanical you can add to your daily diet that helps manage stress. Lion's mane helps with cognitive function as I'm getting older. And as I saw my dad decline with Alzheimer's, cog anything that helps cognitive function always gets my attention. So lion's mane, I found to be intriguing because of that. It also um, helps relieve depression, which here in New England, we moved here from the mid-Atlantic states. And I really struggled with the shorter length of daylight the less strength of the sun. I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily 
like clinically depressed ever, but I definitely feel it in my mood. It absolutely impacts my mood and it's hard some winter days to be motivated at all. So anything like lion's mane that I know, oh, that can help with depression along with getting vitamin D in any way you can. For me, that's with our pork lard. That should be a whole different episode, but that's why I added lion's mane. I also added collagen because it is, um, it helps with uh, bone mineral density. And again, getting older, that was something I was thinking about. Um, and maca powder. Maca is a vegetable that is made into a powder that has tons of fiber, has amino acids, it has vitamins and minerals. It's just a really great addition to the hot chocolate. And on top of that, it has a nutty butterscotch flavor, which pairs perfectly with hot chocolate. Yeah. So check out that recipe if you're interested. Um, I've also started, I should tell you guys this, the last two episodes I've done this, I've been trying to create one page, one like article that pulls it all together, everything we talk about in an episode here. And in one click, you can access the audio or the visual of this talk. And all the links are there that I'm talking about as well. So show notes are one thing. They're just hard to really access and they're hard. They're not user-friendly. So I feel like if I have it all in one place on solelyrested.com, maybe that'll be easier for you guys to access the resources and to decide if you want to listen or watch the episode or whatever, or share it with somebody if you want. So if I stay on track, it's my hope, every episode from now on is going to have its own page like that. So you could also go there, which when I publish an episode, it will always be the newest post on my blog. So it'll be super easy for you to find. Um, what was my point in telling you that? I guess just that if you go to that page, there'll be a link to this recipe for the hot chocolate if you're interested in knowing the specific amounts that I use. But please, I encourage you to play with it. Add ingredients if there's something you think of you would like play with the amounts until it's something that tastes just right to you. You also have lots of options of how you can sweeten it. Of course, you can use maple sugar. If you want it to be a dry form, you could use maple syrup. If you don't care, you could use, um, I like it with both monk fruit and I like it with stevia, with stevia powder, because the stevia powder, if it's leaves, it's not going to mix up well in your hot chocolate, but the powder mixes up pretty well. I will admit stevia has a few downfalls. One, it does have that slight odd taste to it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it almost tastes like an artificial sweetener just a little bit. So I'm careful with how much I use. I keep it a low amount and it also will, even in the powder form, sometimes cause like a little bit of a green film on the top of your drink after it sits and settles out. I don't mind those things. And I prefer the taste of the stevia when I'm adding in sea kelp, which I didn't even mention that. And I'm not going to get into that because this episode is going to get too long. Um, so let's move on to my second thing that I think you can make better yourself. I think you can make your own iced tea better yourself. You guys know, I love my hot tea, but Bill is a fanatic for sweet iced tea. I don't think he goes one day of his life without multiple cups of sweet iced tea. And when I started researching years ago, the impact of teas that are not organic 
And when I started researching about the bags that I was using, I was using Lipton tea to make his iced tea. I didn't like what I was reading. So I actually am very blessed to have a contact over at my favorite tea company, Positively Tea. And I was chatting with them and they helped me brainstorm some ideas and I experimented a little bit and I played around with it. And I came up with what I personally think tastes just like, if not better than Lipton tea. So if you are a fan of Lipton tea, ditch those bleached bags, ditched those leaves that you don't know what has been sprayed on them and start using an organic version. If you buy it in the bulk bags to mix your two different varieties of teas, I'm going to tell you in a second, it doesn't even cost you more than Lipton and it's organic so much better for you. You only need two different teas to make this iced tea. You need Assam and Niljiri. You need two parts Assam to one part Niljiri. And if you want to make, we have an automatic tea pitcher and it's, I think, let me look, do I have this right now? I think it's three. I need to know this. <clears throat> yes, it's three quarts. So to do a three quart pitcher of iced tea, you would need a teaspoon of Assam and I'm sorry, a tablespoon, a tablespoon of Assam and a half a tablespoon of Niljiri. So whatever size pitcher you have, or even if you're making just a cup worth of tea, you can use this to make just a cup. Just keep your ratio two to one, two parts Assam to one part Niljiri. But for the three quart, one tablespoon Assam, half a tablespoon Niljiri, let it steep for maybe 10 minutes and then add your sugar. Bill just likes um, about three quarter cup of raw cane sugar. You could use honey, maple syrup. You also can steep stevia leaves in with your Assam and Niljiri. If you don't mind the taste of stevia, that's a great alternative with zero calories and totally all natural. So um, just steep that in your hot water, add enough ice water to equal your three quarts and you have a delicious pitcher of all natural organic iced tea better because you made it yourself. The third thing, boy, I'm on a kick of drinks. I think the third thing is a coffee substitute. This is actually what I'm drinking right now. I've talked about this on Instagram a good bit. So those of you who follow me there, maybe you've heard about this. It's really good. Um, if you are a coffee fan and you're trying to ditch the caffeine, I highly recommend giving this a try. If you're not a coffee fan, I'll be honest, I am not, at least I say that, but I love this tea. So in the end, maybe I have to admit, hmm, maybe I wouldn't mind a cup of coffee now and then. I don't know, but I'm a tea person all the way. So you need only three things to make this tea. I have my steeper right here that I took out of my cup right before we sat down to talk. So it's three loose leaf items that you're going to steep in your hot water. You need cinnamon, dandelion root, and chicory root. I grew my chicory root this year. I'm so excited about it. I have not yet processed it. So I'll keep you posted on that over on Instagram. Those of you who are following that story since the spring, when I planted my seeds, some of you got so excited for me. You're almost excited as I was when I shared that I was digging up the roots and how big they were. It's very exciting to grow your own ingredients. So, um, you need one to one to two ratio of those three things, two parts chicory to one part dandelion to one part cinnamon chips. I get these wonderful little 
chips is really a good word to describe because it's not chips like you would use for baking. If you're going to put cinnamon chips in your chocolate chip cookies, not those kind. It's a hard little square of cinnamon from, I get them from Azure standard and I'm assuming they just take the sticks and break them up. I really don't know. I know they're organic and I know they work fabulously. Maybe I'll have to look into exactly how they make them. But anyway, combine those three things in that ratio, whatever amount, you know, for however much you're making. If I'm making, um, I like to make this in a bulk batch because I drink it a lot. It's my favorite tea. So I'll make a quart jar full of it whenever I make it. And I, you know, on the blog, I have the specific recipe. I can't remember right now. I was going to tell you exactly how much cups I use of each one. Well, duh. Let's see. You want four cups for a quart. I mean, eight cups for a quart. So oh, I'm too tired to do the math guys. You can figure it out. <laughs> it's two to one to one chicory, dandelion root, cinnamon. And then you just need to get a tablespoon of it, steep it in 16 ounces of hot water for two minutes. And then you have a delicious cup of tea better because you've made it. The next item I'm getting off of the topic of drinks. Now, the next item on my list is biscuits for the longest time. I wanted biscuits with a meal too late. Like you get caught up in making the meal and you just don't think about every ingredient. And it was always biscuits that fell off my radar. And it was two minutes from the time everything else was ready. And I go, darn it. I didn't make any biscuits. Like this was a common saying in my kitchen until I discovered you can make biscuits ahead of time and keep them in the freezer with this recipe. And it's so easy and so good. And you take them right out of the freezer and put them right in the oven. It's that simple. So I will, for the sake of time, because that's a little more complicated of a recipe, I will link that and all those places I talked about, the page on my blog, the show notes, et cetera. But trust me, it's good. You need this recipe. Uh, meat rub. For meat rub, you know, there's so many wonderful things you can buy. And by the way, Redmond's sells a few different rubs that are fantastic. Highly recommend. But if you can make it yourself, you can literally tweak it till it's exactly the way you guys love it. So why not make it yourself, right? So I have a maple meat rub that I've done that with. I've tweaked it down till it's exactly the way we like it. I use half a cup of maple sugar. If you don't know how to make maple sugar, trust me, it is not complicated. I'll leave a link to that as well. I hope I remember all these links um, to how to make maple sugar. You simply take your maple syrup and you process it right into sugar. It's really quite miraculous to watch it happen. So I use uh, maple sugar and garlic powder, onion powder. I use a coarse salt. I use a Redmond's kosher salt for this and some cinnamon, some thyme, and some pepper. I'll give you the exact recipe on the page on the blog, but I love it because you just mix up these few ingredients keep it in a quart jar in the pantry. And so many times at the last minute, I would have been stressed out like, Oh, I don't have what I want to marinate this meat. I don't have a rub. I need to make something really quickly. And it's kind of a pain to get out all those different ingredients for just one application. But if you make it ahead of time, you have your quart jar sitting there ready for you. 
it is so much easier and it makes, it just makes the meal prep so much more enjoyable. So I highly recommend tweaking a meat rub to just where you guys like it in your family. Ice cream is next on my list. This is relatively new to me. Like I did not realize just how easy it was to make ice cream. We had an ice cream maker that just sat in the back hall that leads to our barn, never got used for years until finally I realized it's an amazing appliance and it gets used pretty often around here. The only negative is you cannot make a lot of ice cream at once. I really don't know how big the bowl is. I mean, it's more, I would kind of wished it was smaller when it's just Bill and I now, because you can keep ice cream. Absolutely. You can put it in the freezer. You can keep it for weeks, months, probably. But I personally like it when it's that soft serve consistency right out of the ice cream maker. And once you put it in the freezer, it becomes a harder consistency, which happens to be great for putting on top of a warm cookie in a in a cast iron skillet that you take out of the oven. So that's okay in that situation. But anyway, super easy guys. It is three, is it three, four ingredients? You need a half a cup of milk, three quarters cup maple sugar, three cups of heavy cream, and one and a half tablespoons of vanilla extract. You mix those four ingredients together. You turn your ice cream maker on. You do have to have the bowl inside frozen ahead of time. So we just keep ours in the freezer all the time. When it's not in use, it's in the freezer. So when we want to make ice cream, it is ready. Flip your machine on, pour those mixed ingredients in, give it about 20 to 30 minutes max. And you have the most amazing maple ice cream you have ever feasted on. And you know exactly what's in it. There are four things in it. Like there's none of those crazy ingredients you can't read. There's no list 25 ingredients long. It's good stuff. And you literally can enjoy it without feeling guilt. Next on my list, how many more do I have? Is this my last? No, I have two more. Okay. So we've done six so far. So number seven on the list is sausage. I used to be a big fan of Bob Evans link sausage in the freezer section of the grocery store. (laughs) But then I discovered I can actually make it myself. Hmm. I also discovered that patties were actually more enjoyable because they work much. You can actually make a sandwich with them. You can, if you want, kind of make a roll out of it and cook it that way. If you happen to have any cull fat, we actually are butchering our pigs the next couple of days this week. So we'll have some fresh call fat. That's the fat that is a lace-like sheet of fat around the organs of the pig. If you have any of that, it's really easy to make sausage links by just kind of making your sausage into a roll, laying it on that, rolling it up, cutting it with your kitchen scissors, and you have a link of sausage. So good. But anyway, I realized that I don't have to have a link patties are just fine. And it's not hard to make it yourself. You do need a big bowl and you need room in the fridge for it to sit overnight, but the ingredients are pretty standard. Let me see here. I have to read these off. 12 pounds of ground pork is what I use for this recipe. You can of course scale that down if you don't want to make that much sausage. Six teaspoons of thyme, five teaspoons of ground mustard, six teaspoons of salt, two teaspoons of pepper, one and a half teaspoons of ground of um, 
sorry, garlic powder, two teaspoons of red pepper flakes. Bill likes a little less than that. He thinks that's a little on the hot side. He's crazy. And two cups of maple syrup. You mix it, you let it set in your fridge overnight. You make your patties the next day, put it in whatever size portions for a meal for you and freeze it in meal size portions. And you have totally homemade, you know, what's exact, exactly what's in it, sausage. Last thing on the list. This has been a favorite of mine recently. I think it's the time of year as the weather, weather turns chilly and fall sets in. Oatmeal is just a favorite of mine. I love that it is so filling and yet it warms you up. Like it really does fill you up too. I can have oatmeal for breakfast and not even think about food until past lunchtime. I don't know. I guess the oats, I don't know what it is that makes it so filling, but you need two cups of old fashioned rolled oats, um, an eighth to a quarter cup of maple sugar, a half a teaspoon of salt, a quarter teaspoon of cinnamon, and a half of cup of whatever add-ins you would like. And this is what I really like about homemade oatmeal. You can go crazy. You can try any add-in that you want and you can make some really delicious things. Keep track of how much you add because you think, oh, I'll remember, and then you don't. You wind up loving it. You're like, oh, how much did I put? So write it down every time you're trying out something new. Um, you don't have to do this, but I like to toast two cups of the rolled oats. I put them in the oven at 350 for 15 minutes. I think it just gives it a richer flavor, but you don't have to. And <clears throat> you let the oats cool after they've cooled. Um, I said two cups, that's how much I make at a time. So all of the oats, sorry, that sounded confusing. I like to toast all of the oats. Then you take about half of them and put them in a food processor um, and make them into powder. And that's where you get your instant oatmeal consistency that make it so easy for the hot water to make it nice and mush and wonderful. So half of it goes in the food processor, half of it stays whole. And then put it all in a bowl and stir in the other ingredients, add your add-ins and store it in a quart size mason jar. It's that simple. When you go to fix it, I mean, you know the drill, however much you want in your bowl, add enough hot water that it's the consistency you like. And you have some wonderful oatmeal in your hands there. Some ingredients I like to add are chopped walnuts and pumpkin seeds and dried fruit, all kinds of dried fruit. I love um, mangoes, peaches, blueberries, strawberries. Um, I have used dehydrated strawberry powder. That's good. Um, I'm looking at my list. Is there anything I forgot? Sunflower seeds. That's also really good, but there's lots of things you can add. So if you come up with a wonderful concoction, please reach out to me and let me know because I'm always looking for a new wonderful oatmeal for the morning. Okay. Well, there you have it. That is my list of eight things that I truly believe you can make better yourself. Not kidding. Better because it's so much healthier, better because you can make it to the exact taste buds of you and your family, better because you know every single ingredient better because you literally have the satisfaction and joy of, I made this. It's a great feeling. And I, I don't think it should be undercut as like the least important reason 
to make your own mixes or make your own prepared food because it's a big part of it. Every time I go to pull out that oatmeal jar, every time I go to pull out my, my chicory tea, any of those things, it just kind of makes you smile inside. It sounds silly, but there's definite satisfaction involved and it is a good feeling. It's also good to know that you can do this yourself. If for some reason they're not available at the grocery store shelves, you know, the shelves are empty. If you have a source like Azure Standard and you have your ingredients on stock, stocked up in your pantry, you can make these things. And that's a good feeling. So I will have the new episode out maybe even in less than a week this time, because I am excited to move on to this next one with continuing this list. So many things in my head, so many things to share. So keep an eye out for that next episode and I'm getting back on track every week. You should be seeing a new one come out. And I only have how many more episodes? I think I have four more episodes planned and then I'm going to want to start a new season. So it's time to let me know what you'd like to see in future seasons. Reach out to me on Instagram, on Facebook, on my blog, whatever's easiest for you, but let me know what you would like to be talking about in upcoming seasons. Cause I would love your inspiration and your ideas. I have some things rolling around in my brain, but I always like to hear what you guys are thinking. Um, okay. So remember it's easy to forget how blessed we are to live this life. So enjoy the simple everyday efforts because it's not easy, but it is really a good life. See you next time, guys.